everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to another edition of Pop Culture Addicts. My name is Monica Mendoza, Editor-in-Chief here at The Vedette, and I am joined by my co-host... Ty, Granddaddy Sandwich. Let me scoot back a little bit. I'm shouting at y'all. I'm projecting <laughs> right now. But first of all, I just want to say I hope y'all enjoy that bop of a theme song we come out with. That jingle right there, it gets me going. <laughs> It's a really good one. It's good. It's good. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> right next to me, we have a special guest, my roommate. Hi, my name is Rocky Roque. I am Monica's roommate, and she picked me up the last second. Well, is welcome to our podcast. Okay. Yeah, welcome. No, that's it. Welcome, friend. I'm All right, excited. so some things that we're going to be talking about today is um, the Cardi B and Nicki Minaj feud. It's still going on, even though Nicki tweeted out, no bad blood here type of thing like all is well and like let's just be peaceful and stuff like that but i believe there's more underlying situations with that come on on. um we're also going to be discussing new music new films that are coming out um ty anything that you want to talk about well i just want to talk about orson wells just really give him some shout outs and appreciation because for those of you that don't know orson wells is like the godfather of cinema and yeah. and like radio you know uh-huh. he would do reports for like during world war Two mm. kind of thing like he'd be that radio voice like hey it's orson wells everyone and you know one of his most uh famous cinematic aquamp- accomplishments is citizen kane which is like <laughs> the, the cinematic the movie yeah it's, i saw it once the movie. <laughs> the you movie. can see it on youtube stars <laughs> and directs in it citizen kane so he's coming out or netflix is releasing an unreleased um orson welles movie that people speculate is kind of like a little bit of a biopic and it's called um i, want, I was going to say gone with the wind but that that'd be inaccurate i think it's called uh jesus one with the wind or something like that um yeah so that's going to be good it came out today mm-hmm. and i'm going to go back home and i'm going to watch it because i love me some classic movies that's one thing i feel like netflix is lacking is it's classic films classic films like where are the 70s and you mean to tell me you can't get those licenses they so can because if you can get it on dvd you can easily get it on streaming services and i think that's what's wrong with netflix in yeah. the sense that they're lacking what a lot of people need and people are using Netflix instead of using cable mm-hmm. and you're not giving the viewers culture in a sense of films that were huge, huge and bring messages out there instead of oh here's your new Netflix original on this this and this and I'm like I yeah. don't well that's all that is though you're paying for Netflix to create content instead of Netflix purchasing licenses to stream already made content and, and it's not going to be too much to hurt Netflix's pocket because they're a billion dollar company now. They're extremely successful. I mean, here we have a six week film school going on at the normal theater that's showing like um, Streetcar Named Desire and all that. We're we're a small little town, you know? And they know what's up. They know how to bring indie films, films that probably appear at um, the Sundance Film Festival and different ones to a screen for little to no money at all based on whoever's going. And I respect that so much, and I don't know. It's the perfect place to watch a film. Why not Netflix? Well, know? the problem with Netflix is that they're striving away from like their original intention. Like They are now trying to be original, create original content. They're not, like, they don't want to release like films that have been made 
like they're becoming like this mega business that's why people are actually striving into like hulu and hbo go amazon like, amazon i didn't amazon. sign up to watch netflix original series i signed up for things that i can't access on my own and so yeah. exactly but i will give them credit for some of their original series i will yeah. but i think it's getting to the point where it's too much mm-hmm. but don't forget the flip side is that they're bringing back like old shows like remember fuller house they're yes. also remaking like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's becoming like a new outlet where like old sh- old shows, if they can't make it to television or film, yeah, they get brought back. But they're smart on that part because they're making money. They're making money exactly. off nostalgia. They're yeah. bringing not, money. Yeah. Yes. Like Orson Welles. Capitalized. <laughs> right, yeah. like Orson Welles. I like to correct myself. It's called The Other Side of the Wind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's speculated to be like, it's his last film, obviously, mm-hmm. as they're releasing it. And it's speculative that it's... Um, an autobiography of sorts okay. like kind of the artist looking in the mirror and reflecting it on their screen so i'm really interested in watching that one today but yeah that's that's what i have um you know let's oh. get into cardigan backyard again uh, <laughs> cardi cardigan. b <laughs> cardi b well for everybody that is listening i need to give you a heads up that cardi b's Instagram videos about her rant about Nicki Minaj is no longer surfacing on Instagram, but it's probably out there somewhere where somebody decided like screen record the entire thing. It's going to be on YouTube. And the thing is, I was laying in bed watching and I was like, I should be screen recording. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be there anymore. (laughs) I was thinking about that, but I'm like, eh. No, it's definitely gone, but um, it, so it all started... I think it was the New York Fashion Show. Oh, yeah. Where Cardi and Nikki were to that fight. fighting verbally, but then it became physical in a sense where Cardi threw her shoe. <laughs> <laughs> but what people don't know is what happens behind closed doors. Oh, for and sure. And that's where everything becomes speculation mm-hmm. and rumors get started and stuff like that. But I believe, I don't even believe, I know, <laughs> based on what... Cardi said, and the proof that she showed her fans on Instagram was just proof about how when Motorsport came out, Nikki kept changing her verse over Ooh. and over and over again. Really? And they had a deadline of when they were supposed to start creating the music video. So if you have unset lyrics and you don't know the beat of it, how are you, how are you going to create the music video that makes you look unprofessional, makes you look like a diva? Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing about the videos is, and I make it makes sense that she took them off because Cardi leaked Nikki's phone number. <gasps> she did not. <laughs> oh my god, so have it. Everybody, she probably had to change it. That's like, I'm trying to get into Hollywood because like. <laughs> Nikki or Nikki's friends leaked Cardi's number. Wow. So that happened, but it's just all together the drama within it, the things that Cardi said is proof based on what she saw through text messages and phone calls and voicemails and stuff like that of what Nikki can do, mm-hmm. but she's just not going to own up to it because she's Nicki Minaj. And I think Cardi wants to play fair because she, at one point in her video she stated that she looked up to Nicki Minaj when she was in high school as a female rapper who made it big on the charts and who created something that a lot of people aspire to and listen to, especially when Nikki was working with Lil Wayne and Drake, and then she just became big. Mm-hmm. But now it's just—is it Cardi's turn to be that big person now, where people look up to, or Absolutely. is Nikki still relevant? You know, 
That's the thing. Is Nikki still relevant? She is. That's the thing. She is. It's the whole idea of like people. It's just Hollywood drama. Like the music business is super hyper competitive. Like especially in this field. Like penny. Yeah. Like I mean, in a sense, you kind of have to be because if it's not your money, it's their money. And I love Nikki and I love Cardi. And there's this like phrase or that my friend used to say. It's like work until your heroes become your enemies, or work until your heroes become like. I think it, your yeah. peers, something yeah, like, like that. Yeah. And I think that's the case that Cardi B is now. She is climbing. She is becoming big, and I think that Nikki feels threatened. But she should be. in my opinion, I don't think she has to be threatened because Nikki already established herself. And I'm still a loyal Nicki Minaj fan, and I love Cardi. She's my new fave too. So I, it's just kind of funny to watch. You know, I do not like Nicki Minaj. Sam, I am. I do not mm-hmm. like her here or there. I do not like her in a plane. I don't like <laughs> Nicki Minaj, period. Because her representation of females in hip-hop have just, has just been so negative, in my opinion. The images, like teaching young girls that you have to look synthetic, that you have to look like a Barbie to a certain extent. Glamorizing things that I don't really think should be glamorized. And that's not to say that the, the male side of hip-hop is any better. Mm-hmm. I just feel that... Hip-hop in general just needs better representation for this culture that they are trying to uphold. And I feel that Cardi B, while, yeah, she has a background that is questionable, I feel like she's just very open and upfront with it, and she's just reaping the benefits of success. And I can't really hold her accountable for her success. What I can hold accountable is Nicki Minaj kind of like... I don't know, just starting this drama because she's clearly afraid of Mm -hmm. losing her spot as hip-hop's female, which I don't get why there has to be one female in Mm hip-hop, you know, one mainstream female talent. There's a lot of really good rappers in hip-hop that are females that don't get that publicity because Mm -hmm. of they don't have the sex appeal Mm -hmm. as Nicki Minaj or Cardi B. However, I feel that I feel that Cardi is in the right, and I feel that Nicki Minaj is just kind of being petty to a certain extent. Yes. Um, I think this is all just a waste of energy. I agree. And it's a waste of time. They're feeling, they're, like, they're feeling the fight. Like, they, like, fight off of each other and also what their fans are. Like, their reaction is... There's other things to worry about. I agree. This time, like, mm-hmm. who cares? Just stream their music. Yeah, just pick who you want. And it seems like more people are picking Cardi over Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. you know? Attached to this podcast will be a Twitter poll. <laughs> Ooh. Or a Vedette poll, excuse me. Um, First. Yes. First time ever. Who are you choosing? Nicki, Cardi, or neither? Totally up to you. I think this will be a very interesting turnout. Can of we say who we're choosing here? Yeah, go ahead and say who you're going to choose. I choose Cardigan Backyard again. There you go, Rocky. I'm definitely team both. This year, <laughs> I love both of them. I can't there choose. There you go. Yeah. It should be a third option. <laughs> this is petty. Just end it. <laughs> uh, we will add that. Um, see, here's the thing, though. I need to specify, though. Are we talking talent or based on what we know about their personality? See, it's your poll. I know it's my poll. <laughs> you started. I think the emphasis is just going to be based on their talent and what they bring to the or table. Or their artistry. Like, who the do you artistry. prefer as yeah. an artist? Cardi. I like Cardi B. Like they her. literally just need to collab, collaborate, just make one music video, make she, money together. They, they've had, they have, they did motorsport together. Yeah, a year ago. But that's, I think, where the controversy really began. Because whatever mm-hmm. happened in that set, 
that's what really I think Cardi that's when she felt like she was a part of it right because I also like looked up the history of the fight and they were friends a year ago today they were friends nine months ago today it was <laughs> after that music video where like uh, Cardi felt dissed for some reason mm. <clears throat> it's too much to read I can't tell alright aside from Cardi B and Nicki Minaj <laughs> let's focus on Steph Curry and Viola Davis yes I think that's awesome. I love Viola Davis. One of my favorite actresses in the entire world. I agree. Viola Davis just legitimizes everything she's mm-hmm. in. Like, without her, I feel like Suicide Squad would have looked wacky. Yeah. Like, movies sure. like that. You know? I never I never saw The Help. I should probably see that it's movie. It's such really a good. great movie. You know, but I like Viola da- Davis from what I've seen mm-hmm. of her. How to Get Away with Murder is my favorite TV show. Yes, she it is. makes the show. All right, so a little bit of a background information for everybody. Viola Davis and Golden State Warriors star guard Steph Curry have signed on as an executive producers of Emmanuel, a documentary based on the 2015 mass shooting carried out by Dylan Roof at the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church mm-hmm. in Charleston, South Carolina. So the documentary has already been screened at the Bentonville Film Festival and the Heartland International Film Festival, Festival, where um, it won the Jury Prize Award for Documentary and the Audience Award winner, respectively. See, initially, <clears throat> when I heard about this, I thought it was actually like a movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was a documentary because I'm always indifferent about like, making profit off of tragedies Mm -hmm. like i would not agree with like a columbine movie Mm -hmm. no i wouldn't you know the only documentary off a tragedy that i really or movie off of a tragedy i really enjoyed was the titanic but that was like loosely based as well like very loosely based but i i initially was like oh gosh why are they making this movie off this tragedy but i think it's cool now that i know that it's a documentary i think Mm -hmm. that's awesome there needs to be more awareness to these racial racially motivated mm-hmm. shootings i mean especially yeah. with what just happened in pittsburgh yes. right so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for this i'm here for both of them doing this this is cool Mm-mm. i like the representation that they're giving i think we need more people of color in the film industry mm-hmm. and the fact that viola davis and stephen curry are like behind it and like you know making this documentary like flow which thinks just a step and of all of the people steph curry steph Steph Curry. Like, that's fantastic. No. Because based on who he is, his wife, his background, his name carries a lot. Yeah. And people pay attention to him. And a lot of people pay attention to Viola Davis. So I believe it's choosing the right person who has the right mindset and the passion for a cause to create attention to this documentary. Mm-hmm. In, like, a positive light where people will start wanting to see it and then the word of mouth comes along so it's just the perfect amount of who is doing what to help carry this documentary i'm all for celebrities using their platform for For good good. yeah yes for good like i love the smiths jada pickett smith willow smith jaden smith and will Will smith Smith. Mm -hmm. don't they have like a fifth yeah his son son. trey trey smith trey smith but he's not like jada's son Oh, okay. Yeah. It's through another marriage. But, yeah, he's like a football player or something. Oh, okay. So. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the oldest one. Oh. Eldest. 
Okay. But he doesn't act, right? No, he's just a normal guy. <laughs> he's just a he's normal like, guy. Yeah. He's just there. <laughs> My family members are all actors and singers, but I'm just, you know, here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Will Smith, Bad Boys 3. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. Yep. Bad it's, Boys. It's Trace. official. Bad Boys 3 is happening. It's official. And uh, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence yep. Yeah. He says we're making it happen. It's I think that's really to. exciting. It's yeah. about time. How many We've years all been has it been? Waiting <laughs> patiently. I don't like uh, movies and duos. I like trilogies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Give me Bad Boys Three. But then look at the Rockies. Well, you know that was resp- that. I think that <laughs> that worked. Yeah. The Rockies worked. Rocky all the Rocky kind of films. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rocky works. Yeah. Movie series, something now. Everything needs to be in trilogies. Yeah, I feel it like does. trilogies are more proper. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel Star like, Wars. Yeah. Toy Story. <laughs> right, Star Wars well, isn't really Jurassic a trilogy. Park. <laughs> they're making a Toy Story 4. They I don't are. mean to veer off here. The voice no, actor right. comes out next year. About it. Yeah. I forgot about that. I don't understand why you would do a Toy Story 4. It ended right. Don't it's money. Mess it it's up. that Disney money, man. I know it's the Disney you money. All, you already know we're all going to go see it. I know yeah. that. And, that and means it's been nine years, too, since the last movie. And Jesus. many people are going to go to Orlando to go to Disney World, to go to Hollywood Studios, and go into the Toy Story Park. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen because oh. it's going to bring that much attention, that much money, the revenue, the PR. Everything is gonna boom when that movie comes out. I don't mean to veer off of Bad Boys, but what is your guys' favorite Toy Story? Oh, uh, definitely the original. It's the first one I've seen. Uh, the third one has more emotional weight to it. Yes, it does. The first one is my favorite. Yeah, I just can't steer off of that one. Toy Story Two. That's Toy Story one. Two. That wow. was trash. No. <laughs> Jeez. No. I think they're all good, but I think that Toy Story Two is definitely like kind of. The one that people don't reference to. You're the first person I know that's like Toy Story 2. Everyone I know is like I either like 3 Toy or Story 1. I like Toy Story 2. I like the 2, but like... But that's not your favorite. <laughs> not my favorite, right. And also, I think Pixar is allowed to have a fourth Toy Story. It is their baby. It's what started the Pixar film franchise. And like, if you think about it, it's been 10 years between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. And it's, been, it's going to be 9 years between Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4. Like... The kids who mm. were, when we were kids, they are now our age when we saw the third one, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, That's it's now scary. another generation watching another Toy Story film. Yeah. And but, I think they deserve that. But then think of all the other Pixar Disney films, such as Inside oh, Out. Cars. I'm kidding. Cars is... Cars is... I they already so had their... I hate Cars. <laughs> they already, I hate Cars. There was Cars, and then they made Planes, and... <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't think Pixar made that one to begin with. I think that was just a, a third party that it's made like, yeah. Planes. Because, I mean, you know, Bugs Life. I've been waiting I mess for with, Bugs I Life mess 20 years. with Bugs Life. I, I love Bugs Life. When we I say love, monsters. I quote it. Monsters, yeah. Inc., Monsters University. But where's Bugs Life sequel? Yeah. Come on. What's your favorite Pixar film now? Oh, stop. That's See. so hard. Because there's so many of them. Either Ratatouille or Bugs Life. Oh, or, like we said, Toy Story. Yeah. The original. But the Good Dinosaur was good. That was I did not was see cute. that one. It was cute. Um, Finding Nemo will be my favorite. Oh, no, that okay. one's good. Just because, like, um, you know, that family and, like, you know, I grew up with, like, parents who were separated. So, like, I would, like, follow my dad, like, over the weekends. So mm-hmm. just the whole idea of, like, 
let's keep swimming. Let's go on an adventure that's together. Awesome. It's that's sweet. Very great. I love yeah. it. Mine's the bug's life. Oh, bug's life. Sorry. Yeah. But I also enjoyed Brave. I like that one. And then um, Incredibles 2. <laughs> Incredibles. It was so really good. good. Yeah, Incredibles is always. And Inside Out and Coco. Yeah. Dang, man. I do love Coco. Damn. Well, I'm Mexican, so I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> Pixar just has gym after gym. Because yeah. now I'm thinking, I loved Coco. <laughs> yeah. Recently saw it. I was like, this is great. Like, there is no bad Pixar film except Cars 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> 1, 2, and 3. Shockingly, I agree. <laughs> okay, wait. So I have something. So yeah. recently, I've been watching um, DCOM films, Disney original yeah. films. And I had this discussion with my roommates that... Disney original films had diversity, and now that you look at Disney original films, there is no diversity in it. Mm. And when I say that, I'm looking at the shows as well as the films. Like you have Twitches, and there were two of them. You had um, the one with America Ferrera where she was a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And she was... At Cheetah Girls as well. Yeah, Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls was great at representation. So what happened to Disney for the lack thereof of ethnicity and diversity in their films? I just got to be honest. I think they just got comfortable with their paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like, Disney, Disney knows their position. And they know that, like, look, people are still going to buy Disney no matter what. Oh, easily. And I think that's kind of morbid and sad because I do... There's documentation of like dark sides of Disney, you know. Oh no. yeah. yes. But I think that they don't do the representation because they feel like they don't have to. They don't feel like they're obligated to mm-hmm. because they have so much revenue that they're not. They're like, we don't have to do this agenda. We're Disney. People are going to buy us no matter. You see what. the name on it. Mm-hmm. You slap the label. You're solid. You're right. Set. I haven't watched Disney Channel in like over a decade. Yet we were talking about Kim Possible, or we heard about the live-action Kim Possible mm-hmm. remake. You know, that's the power of Disney. It's just how it is. They they have that nostalgia point. Yep. And I think without the original films and how you depict the live-action films, you have to do it right. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You have to do it right. So I'm still excited about the Lion King. Yeah, that's whenever be good. that soundtrack comes out, I'm. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be real good. It's going to be bangers. Be really good. Bangers after bangers. <laughs> um, this is Lion King. This Don't is get it. your living up. <laughs> so speaking of diversity, did you hear about Apu from The Simpsons? Yeah. He is officially off the show. Yeah. Um, Salty about it. I've read articles. I am trying. I don't like Matt's response to the situation. Um, it's just a big topic to uh, just to start off for any viewers that don't know Apu is a character that was created what more than 30 years ago when the show was starting yeah um, was 80s, he voiced by 80s. a white man I sure believe so well he was put on the show and it's he portrayed what seemed to be stereotypical uh, Indian portrayal American. of Indian, Indian Americans mm-hmm. actually he's an immigrant an Indian immigrant so that's like shut that different dynamic there well it was praised back then to be very quote-unquote inclusive and have representation however if you look at the audience and it's not voiced by an indian actor it has a bunch of stereotypes Mm -hmm. and now in this political environment they finally decided to take him off and now there's two groups of people right now people are saying hey this is not fair you're removing um some representation core mm-hmm. character but, yeah 
and another person and then the other group is like well no it's great because i mean he isn't really representation it was just stereotype written in that's been like this right. character has developed over the past 30 years this is a tricky one this is a tricky subject i feel because like mm-hmm. what what side should we be on what's the right side of history yeah if oh, you yeah. if you want me to be honest i think it's kind of a little too late to take him off the show and i think this was incredibly pointless in my oh, opinion no according to forbes um a lot of people are saying that apu was one of the few indian american characters on tv at the time when the simpsons aired period you don't see any now where exactly i don't know of any other indian american characters either cartoon or real Mm -hmm. but but i think that the issue that people have with it isn't more so i i I just think that people are a little too sensitive to the topic of like um like apu like the character of apu Mm -hmm. you know um just just because of cultural reasons and people feel that it's you know misrepresentation or like a a bad or negative stereotype but my thing is for people for people like me who was a kid watching simpsons with my grandma i didn't look at apu as like a negative character he was my favorite character on the simpsons like everyone says thank you come again like no matter what you know Mm. i don't feel that the creator's intention was malicious when he created apu I think it was more so because The Simpsons has always been um, culturally sound in terms of their topics, right? You know, and what they tackle on the show, like their current events. They've been up to date with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they yes, they're it, good at that. And it's a show that's supposed to be humorous. They they make fun of your average white American. You mm-hmm. know, I I think that this one was completely unnecessary and i think it's a shame that they're getting rid of them so late in the game they're at like 30 seasons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is the point now you know for me it's more of like like i agree and disagree with some of your points i do agree that he has been part of our culture for 30 years but the problem is that's the thing it's been ongoing for 30 years we've been ingrained with this character since we were little so we Mm -hmm. don't see any problem with it my problem is that um, Matt, you know, how do you say his last name? Groaning. 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 Yeah. He responded on USA Today, his criticism, because, you know, they made, uh, there was a 2017 documentary called The Problem with Apu, and they analyzed the character over, like, the past 30 years, and Matt's only response was, I think it's a time in our culture where people love to pretend they're offended. And I did not see that. That, yeah. is, that is uncalled for, absolutely. And it's just that whole idea of, like, I think they're making the right move by removing the character. Uh, I think what the next step should do is that if they they should rewrite the character back in, but they should hire Indian actors. They should oh, hire yeah. people like who ha- are no who are exposed to the Indian culture, so we could get everything correct and send that message. They have out that there. money for it. They have the knowledge. They're not stupid. Yeah, it's the Simpsons. Exactly, but it's Hollywood, and no, yeah. it's been whitewashed over forever no i agree and i keep putting myself in the situation of like what if the character what if there was a mexican or hispanic character that was created in the 80s that the simpsons decided to stereotype like i get it like there would be representation but at the same time like not all mexicans act a certain way oh yeah no. so the fact not that they every mexican's out, a cholo not every yeah. mexican is Absolutely. just like exa- yeah. yeah and that's what you see though you so, see it on facebook you see it on twitter it's just like yeah Mm, and it's very frustrating so that's why i believe in this situation i think they made the right move to take him off but i think that they should bring him back with more like just 
just knowledge of the subject. I yes. think rewriting him is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are episodes where they talk about his religion and they introduce mm-hmm. his family and stuff yeah. and they give the character heart. I I see your point, though, mm-hmm. that that representation is negative mm-hmm. to a certain degree because not all Indian Americans do act like that, you know. Um I and I and I echo what you say that um, the representation of minorities in general is very specific yes. and very one-dimensional. You know, whether it be uh, black characters on a TV show, they're always mm-hmm. the thug or the athlete. You know, yeah. which is why I like. Uh, we were talking about this on one of our previous episodes. We were talking about how like TV shows, ABC in general, yes. has like changed that direction and that narrative to where like there is stuff like black ish mm-hmm. there is stuff like fresh off the boat mm-hmm. you know and i feel that yeah the simpsons should get with the time for that yeah for, for that sure. reasoning absolutely i but i still don't think that removing the character was necessary rewriting the character is a better better yeah. way to to put it absolutely and you know why i think simpsons is like a different dynamic versus like family guy like simpsons marketed themselves since the beginning to be a quote-unquote like family-friendly show grounded like, yeah like it's not very family-friendly they talk about some raunchy stuff like over the past years but their market is to be like that very pg sort of like uh, it's just a family show the it's modern like, Flint- flintstones yeah but family guy they vowed to be that cartoon that breaks Just the norms. Edgy yeah. And yeah. That's why when they kind say like a South Park. Yeah, for sure. So that's why when they say any like negative stuff, it's like I guess people fall for that more because of the idea that what's his name uh seth mcfarland he's just like yeah i actually make fun of everyone i hate everyone equally kind of like mentality (laughs) and i I think like when they make fun of mexicans i laugh because i was like yes you're right like my grandma does do this i do that it's accurate you know it's it's really accurate but here's the thing that i was thinking based on your point about how abc has a little bit of a diversity when it comes down to shows i can't think of anything that nbc does NBC. Well, they, NBC. now they have Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and from what... That's um, one black character as yeah. a main character. Yeah, well, yeah. Superstore has some Latinas in it featuring just American Ferrero, but then you have This Is Us, mm-hmm. oh, Milo Ventimiglia. NBC is one that's gone downhill. Didn't they have... Um, was Fresh Prince on NBC, or was that CBS? I can't remember. I do not remember. Yeah, but... I watch it on YouTube and Netflix now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch TV anymore. It's been like three yeah, years. No, I agree 100%. But yeah, NBC definitely needs to diversify their characters and their cast of characters. Mm-hmm. I entirely agree with that because sometimes, and this is why I like Saturday Night Live because they're taking that step yeah. and they're giving different perspectives. You have Michael Che mm-hmm. on Weekend Update who's like, you know, this is how we look at it. Not yet. <laughs> you know, so definitely. I wish that they had more Hispanic voices, though. For sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, speaking of Hispanic oh, yeah, voices, <laughs> yesterday, America Ferreira, Eva Longoria, Gina Rodriguez, Rosario Dawson, and Zoe Saldana were, um, they created an event called uh, A Rally to the Polls about how um, it's strictly about the Latino vote. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they were just throwing out statistics about how much um, a Latina woman makes Mm -hmm. to the U.S. man's 
to the U.S. white man's dollar. Yeah. And what I saw through those pictures was actually very interesting because it the numbers just blew me away because it was so, like, they compared <clears throat> a black woman gets 63 cents to the white man's dollar. Mm-hmm. A Latinx woman gets 54 cents on the U.S. man's dollar. Mm-hmm. Oh, Asian woman gets 87 cents. And then a white woman gets 79 cents. Mm-hmm. So it's just the idea that you need to stand up for what you want to, you want to see the change so you have to make the change oh, sure. either by voting or speaking up or finding that one person that will be your voice mm-hmm. if that makes sense so i love these latinas like i thought about it though because however i check the box like whenever i ask for you i always do hispanic yeah but then i also check the box check the box for caucasian because mm-hmm. i'm both mm-hmm. but then does that affect my pay for being mixed it's interesting and i don't know it's so. so many dynamics that go no, into that. Yes. It's like, whoa. Like, not only that, because there's also a gender inequality to, like, mm-hmm. just pay. And it just sucks. We just need to all be paid equally. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I can, my work can be the same as somebody else's from Associated Press, in a sense. But just because I don't have that title and because I'm not a man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's going on? Mm. I don't understand. So I think there's uh, also an interesting statistic that... Uh, like they said, like they brought up, be the change that, what what was the quote you said? Mine was just like, be the change that you want to see and there enact on it. Be the change you want to see and act on it, you yep. know. Um, there's, there's like things that I look at in terms of that narrative. Mm-hmm. And um, I've noticed, not, not, not I've noticed, but from what I've gathered is that there are jobs that are being turned down mm-hmm. because some people are like, oh, I'm just above this, mm-hmm. you know. What like it? It upsets me when some of my female friends are like, "Oh, I'm going to be a nurse. Why not a doctor? Why not, why not go that? the extra step? Why not go the extra step? Why not be a lawyer? You know, yeah. why why do you have to be the nurse the second? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's also because society has socialized us to think that we are lesser than that. Mm-hmm. Women are incapable of going above and beyond the call of expectation to be a superior person to be that boss. Absolutely. Wow, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and what's you know no, what's crazy? Yeah, it's be- yeah. What's crazy is I've had a bunch of female like bosses, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like seeing this because it's like yes, yeah, own small businesses. Like but my mom to, has a small business. It comes down know? to do they take them seriously, or are they the friend? Are they the mother? Ask boss. Are but that's the thing. Do people think about women that way as a superior mm-hmm. person? Right. And they shouldn't. My mom's family on our side, like it's all raised. Like we're city people. They're all women. Like my grandma is head of the house. They, we have all all my aunts run the places. My mom taught me that like women will be in charge, and I was like, I agree, and we need that now. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely need an equal representation in people taking the ranks mm-hmm. of superior. You know, absolutely. Something that I saw on Twitter was yesterday was Dia de los Muertos, and it was just people how they accept that culture but they don't accept the people that celebrate that culture. Don't get me started. Can I just say something? <laughs> don't, get me, okay. don't get me started either. Get me started. All right. Let's get it. This is more than pop right. culture. This is it. This is real. This is ranting right now. We're Hi, going audience. <laughs> all right. First of all, Diaz de los Muertos is not Mexican Halloween. If you think that for one second, unfriend me right now. 
And second of all, one thing that I am very, very, very frustrated that's going on in the town of Normal and also in Peoria and just in central Illinois is the whole fact that people are using this holiday, my holiday, the, these next two days to sell tequila shots in their bars. They're like, hey, want to support Mexican culture and Diaz de los Muertos? Come to our bar for $5 tequila shots. Yeah. It's that and it's it's Hobby Lobby, it's Marshalls, it's, it's Walmart, it's so Target, it's corporate America selling it's sugar skulls. Disgusting. Thinking that it's it's okay and it's single day mayo and people want yeah. more than that and they don't even know what single day mayo means and stuff like that because it's not it i hate that like do you want to help go vote like literally go vote go help my people to you know be you in know. this country celebrate mexican culture with me <laughs> i'm i'm right there with you it upsets me thoroughly when people want to celebrate single day mayo yet they don't respect oh, the mexican culture they're on the build a wall but it's everybody's it's that and then it's the other Ethnic ethnicities and different diversities that people celebrate mm -hmm. but won't acknowledge the person in itself and their right. rights and what they mean and that's exactly. what I hate last Cinco de Mayo I went to I went to uh, downtown and of course in like drifters and everyone there's some people wearing sombreros and some people wearing you know their ponchos and statistically the town of normal like I think how it was like what 50% of people voted for Trump and I looked yes, at the McLean. bar, and I was like, at least half of you voted for my people to go back to their country. So and they stand for that. Yeah, and then yeah. they're like, no, we love Mexicans. Here's my tequila shot. I support you. I was like, okay. Yeah. All right, Susan. Bold, <laughs> bold, <laughs> bold face lies right there. You know, they love cocoa, and they love all that stuff, you know, yeah. but they don't care about the minority's plight mm -hmm. and struggles. Ever since Coco came out and what I've seen today, strictly alone on Grey's Anatomy, Mm-hmm. It was all focused on the Estados Muertos, and I'm like, yeah, okay, go Coco, <laughs> kill it, get it, but yeah, I don't know, and I know how you feel about voting and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. I respect that. I'm in, I'm indifferent about it simply because I'm a neutralist, politically, mm. a neutralist. I don't fall into either side. I, I, I was raised democratic. Mm -hmm. For sure. My family, Democratic 100%, and I understand why. Mm -hmm. My belief systems, most of them are Democratic. Mm -hmm. But where I stand personally, I just feel like both sides does too much bickering and fighting that it's like we need some organization and we need something in the middle that's not trying to fit an agenda. And that's why I, I kind of tell myself that I'm not going to to vote mm -hmm. that's why it's nothing like i don't care about issues no right it's just is anything even going to get done or is it just going to be more bickering based on the person that has been because elected we can have these dialogues and we could be like hey go out and vote but at the end of the day it i i feel like the people in charge they're just profiting off of us mm -hmm. you know they they don't really care about our struggles and our plight they just really care about how they look and their status as individuals, and I don't like that representation um, within our within our, within our country. Mm -hmm. You know, especially political. Like, look at our politics; it's a mess. You know, because people want to make it about ego as opposed to the people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's my opinion. But definitely, I I agree with with people should go out and vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people should care. You know, absolutely. People should. It's so simple to register to vote. It takes at least maybe five minutes to vote. Bring in a piece of paper. You can even register to vote the day of the election. Unless you're in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, a lot of states aren't as lenient as Illinois is. Yeah. They're not. We're lucky but to be in the state. Lucky, quote unquote, lucky. 
I think the best way to end this podcast is just to put out that election day is on November 6th. And I hope everyone is all in to register to vote and to vote and be the change that you want to see. And just, yeah, just be that person. Just vote. vote. Make change. And don't be that guy that's hating on Hispanics or minorities, yet you you were Wakanda forever. You're you're Coco. Get up out of here with that mess. Come on now. You're a hypocrite. Sit down. We know your parents own a yacht. All right. (laughs) We'll see you next week (laughs) on Pop Culture Addicts. Addicts.